trust in the Lord your God and lean not on your own understanding. The sharing of your faith may become affected by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. Faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which we see were not made of things which are visible. Count it all joy when you face trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Today, I wanted to start with a few scriptures because I have a special podcast for you. In 2004, my husband was diagnosed with cancer. We've talked a little bit about that here, but I didn't know him then. And while meeting him and quickly falling in love with him, the cancer like diagnosis never bothered me. I didn't meet him until 2006. So he had already had it for a few years, and he probably had had it a few more years than he was diagnosed. But the words of mere humans can have such an effect on our hope, our happiness, our fear, our joy, and our ultimate perspective on every day. Today's podcast, I want to share with you some dear friends of mine. Jen and Darren Delvo, I met years ago at a fitness event. I met Jen at a thing called Camp Do More. It was a Camp Turbo Kick. It was a fitness weekend where we had fitness classes and like we danced and then we had these amazing speakers and we all went out even though we really only went out in the hotel. It may sound like a little version of the worst thing you could ever imagine. Oh, it wasn't. It was the perfect amount of crazy, ridiculous fun. And I know I knew from the minute I met Jen that she was special. Years later, I realized that Darren had brain cancer. Now, the cool thing about Jen is we have so much in common that we never realized. Jen was married previously, had a husband who did not want to be married to her anymore. She became a single mom. She met her husband. She then got married and they had a son. Very much like my story, I was a single mom. I met Lee with Andrew and then we got married and had a son. In addition to that, both of our husbands have cancer. Now, Darren has brain cancer. Lee has chronic lymphocytic leukemia. And while there are night and day differences with much of what we experience, there are so many similarities that only Jen and I can understand. The interesting voice memos and calls that we've had, you would have to explain so much to a non-caretaker or someone who isn't living this cancer walk with their partner that her and I can just dive right into what we're dealing with, what it feels like, the struggles, what we see in our husbands, what we see in ourselves. And I believe that is a God-ordained friendship. There are so few people that you can have this discussion with, that you can have the connection with, and you also get each other pretty much in every other aspect of life. I want to share this podcast with you 
for the reasons I've just said, but I want it to give you hope. And most of all, I want for it to be living proof that what others say about you, even someone in authority, doesn't mean it's true. They're going to tell you a little bit about when Darren was diagnosed, the prognosis and the lifespan the doctor gave him. I've never believed that. According to doctors, Lee should be dead by now. There's no way he would have lasted past 10 years of his diagnosis. Here we are in 2019. He would diagnose in 2004. One night, and I completely believe she didn't think about this before she said it, but my sweet sister-in-law is an oncology nurse. And we were just having a random conversation about Lee's type of cancer. And we really weren't even talking about Lee. We were just talking about chronic lymphocytic leukemia. And what came out of her mouth was that, statistically speaking, patients only last 10 years after diagnosis. I left the conversation like a deer in headlights. I immediately started crying, went to the bathroom, started praying that God would have a different future for us. And I remember I didn't tell Lee for some time. And I went to bed that night and we were at my mother-in-law's. And I just remember I kept waking up, like touching him, waking up, grabbing him, waking up, like hugging him until the point where he was like, what are you doing? Let me sleep, woman. And I remember thinking it was like so funny and that I have got to stop reacting out of this worldly fear and go right to my point of hope, which is at the feet of Jesus Christ. So whatever you get out of this, it may be exactly that. You don't have to live with what other people say about you. Maybe it's that if you've been given a diagnosis about something, that doesn't mean it's going to be true. We have outlived that diagnosis for Lee. Darren has outlived by years his diagnosis. But I want you to hear their story. I want you to hear how they've lived through this, the partnership they have, and the things that have given them hope along the way. Please welcome my sweet friends, one of Leonard's favorite couple. Their podcast is Mr. Worldwide and his bride, Jen and Darren Delvo. One of the most common questions when someone is newly diagnosed with cancer is, how long do I have to live? And I remember 10 years ago when we found out that Darren had a mass on his brain, Darren asking that question. And I'm going to tell you the interesting part is this was at our appointment prior to his surgery. And so if you find out that you have a tumor or something, know that they really don't know the grade yet. And I feel like it was maybe that it was 10 years ago but remember when the doctor said you have 18 months to live? Do you remember that? How did they, how did you feel? I, I mean, immediately shocked. Uh, shocked, but not so shocked that I... He was very I, calm. Yeah, I was very calm because I was still trying to process it. Yeah. But, you know, I also knew um, how I'd felt in the past. Yeah. And so I wasn't completely shocked that... But you also... Became, you also didn't accept it. You were like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. Right. I've got two kids. And that's... Um... Do you mean to keep going? I'll keep going. Well, Darren, in that first part, he didn't accept it. He was like, no, I've got two kids. I've got living to do. I, on the other hand, always just assumed doctors were right. And I looked at the doctor and I believed him. And I thought Darren literally had 18 months to live. And I was beyond devastated. And 
then even like a two days later, he had brain surgery. And even after he had the surgery, the doctor said, I still think this is what it is. I think it's a glioblastoma. I think he has 18 months to live. And then I remember even saying, is he going to be able to walk or talk? He's like, I don't really know. <laughs> so number one, my number one point is, please get a doctor that has good bed- bedside manners. Okay. That's number one. So I will never forget that walk to go see Darren after his first surgery. And I was so scared that I wasn't going to have my husband anymore. And I looked at him and I touched him and he was asleep. He had wires everywhere. And I looked at him, I touched his side and I said, hey, and he goes, hey, honey, I feel like a (laughs) champ. And I was like, oh, we can get through anything. Like it was amazing. That's probably one of the um, most impactful things that sticks with us. Forever. I will never forget it. Because Jen brings it up you know, very frequently, that phrase right there kind of... Changed everything. Yeah, exactly. It was literally like from the second we found out that he had a mass on his brain to that moment, like all the in-between, I was a wreck. I was a wreck. And the second Darren said, hey, honey, I feel like a champ. I was like, we got this. Because I am a champ. (laughs) He is a champ. And so we did find out that it was a grade two. So my number one point in this episode is... You really have to wait in for for pathology. There are some doctors now that are really good. I think our first doctor was not so good. And there's it was way more than just that that happened. But that's the number one thing is they're not always right. You have to wait until you get the pathology back to understand fully what grade that is. And then you when you are finding out your statistics or you Google your prognosis, you have to know also that there's so many factors involved that go along with your prognosis. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I like I, I you know how I do I have these these mental lapses that uh we uh preface in the our intro. Yes. And uh today just today is one of them. Yeah. This is one of those bad days. Right. But I want to go into what's involved. Number one, it's your age. You know, Darren, you were like, what, 35 or four when you were diagnosed. Yeah, exactly. And so that was played a big role. Overall health, Darren was really pretty healthy. You know, he's an active guy. Obviously, I do my whole business is fitness and health. And so that's always been a big part of our our life. Well, I I don't think I was 100% um, in the place I wanted to be uh, as far as health, because I had I had no idea what the, the, that I needed to be pre- uh, prepared for it. Mm-hmm. So after the second surgery, um, I knew, well, you know, af- actual, actually, once I f- started feeling um, like it's going to come back, I that's when I started really working out yeah. and getting to the point where I, I could train to, to be... To have surgery. Yeah, I think that was after the first one. Was right. Was when you like start, you were like, okay, game on, I got this. But um, another thing that is, is th- you have no idea what type of scientific breakthrough is going to happen. Like our area here in Grand Rapids, it's crazy what it has become. And our doctor here now is amazing. They have a neuro-oncologist. We didn't have that before. So it's it's crazy how much can change. So you never know what kind of breakthrough is going to happen. And also attitude plays a big role. I mean- I know another local man in our area, he completely outlived his glioblastoma diagnosis by several years or a couple of years. And so I do believe the attitude, 
you know, plays a big role with it. And as if you know Darren, he's got the best attitude. Yeah, and it's not a fake attitude. No. I, I mean, I truly, um, I truly deep down believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do understand what my prognosis is. Uh, I intend to outlive that by a significant amount. Love it. Um, so I do, I acknowledge it. I know that I can get past that stage, mm-hmm. but I'm also realistic. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. And, and so when Darren was diagnosed with a grade two, we do believe that it was an incorrect diagnosis because it did come back in 18 months. And here's what's interesting is there's always usually symptoms that go along with when you know something is changing and Darren did not feel right. And he was having these little mini seizures where he was losing control of his arm. And so we called the doctor and they scheduled an MRI and the doctor called and they said, it's totally clean. It's good. Or there's no change. You're all good. And right. I said that to Darren. I'm like, Darren, aren't you so relieved? <laughs> and I remember you going, I'm not because that's not right. Like something is wrong, which is so weird. You were so in tune with your body. I was. And I, I still am. In fact, uh, there's one thing that um, that I remember about that is our dog. And they say, you know, dogs really have this sixth sense about them. And when my dog sat on top of my head, I realized that she knew that something was wrong. It's really crazy. Like she is so in tune with Darren's help too. But so this is another, just a little like, again, doctors only aren't always right. I but do, dogs are. <laughs> I do not know if this doctor looked at the wrong scan. We never pursued anything, but that he said it was okay was unbelievable. Right. So we switched doctors immediately, had somebody else look at it, and we realized that it was this doctor said, hey, listen, it's kind of bad. Like you need to go elsewhere to get this brain, oh, an awake brain surgery because of how aggressive, aggressive in the places that it was. So anyway, we we went to MD Anderson for a second surgery. And thank God, because we met the most incredible Dr. Prabhu. Right. And uh, it, it, no uh, fault of the the doctors uh, in that second surgery. Er, uh, the, I'm sorry. The, I don't know. The second surgery? Right. Yeah. Um, the, uh, our area just didn't have the machine or, or the, the, technology. the technology for it. Right. And so, the, you know, they said right now, there's nothing we can do for you here. Uh, so they willingly said, this is where you need to go. What, you know, one of these three places. Right. And so that's what we did. And so his care, we have now, thankfully, a local, awesome, amazing neuro-oncologist here. But, um, and, and it's different now. So Darren, when it came back, it came back as a grade three. So it with a grade three, this is a second brain surgery. With a grade three, if you look at prognosis, it's typically three to five years before it comes back. Darren went eight because that's how he rolls that's how i do he goes always a little bit further than what's said yep and now he's dealing with a glioblastoma as of his most recent surgery march 1st and it's different now and it's it's darren he's been talking about things that he's never talked about before we've always kind of lived in these worlds of like we're gonna be good everything's gonna be great you know and now reality has kicked in and and interestingly enough darren who never used to focus on prognosis, right. you kind of are focused on it. I, I wouldn't say focused on it, but it was a, it's a big thing to accept. Um, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it because mm-hmm. I, I know 
um, the life I wanted to live. And I, you know, I think I've lived a very full life, mm-hmm. um, but I still know that I'm going to outlive um, the diagnosis. Heck yeah. I, yeah. That's how you I, roll. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to live forever, but I know I will comfortably be in a better spot. Yeah. Than so most. the other interesting part, and if you are going through this or your loved one is recently, Darren, this is kind of when it all happened. Cause still, even with the glioblastoma, you know, so it's been March, April, May, June, July. So six months we've been dealing with this. We still hadn't talked about it up until recently in the last, like literally the last two weeks, we still yes. kind of like lived in this world of like, oh, I don't even want to just go there. And uh, it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Darren yeah. said he had an appointment with his um, neuro-oncologist and he's like, I'm going to go by myself. Mm. And I was like, no, I, I'll, I'm, I'm going with you. And I made, I made up every excuse in the world. Mm-hmm. And so he went, tell him why you went. Why I went? Oh, yeah, because without me, why it, did you not want me there? Because Jen and I are, we're, we're at every appointment together. And so I never am comfortable, you know, asking the question because I didn't want, even though I knew it was mm-hmm. deep down, I didn't want to have Jenny hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, finally I made an excuse and blah, blah, blah. And you kind of knew that I was asking that. Well, I figured, I figured, yes, that you wanted to have a private conversation and we're going to ask some tough questions. So, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, she straight up told me, you know, what it was and how many years I had and this and that. But, you know, I knew, you know, I've, I've Googled it. I mean, who wouldn't at some point Google it? Absolutely. It's, it's not the right thing to do, but you're curious. And, but I wanted to know exactly what the prior, you know, my life expectancy, because I knew I wanted to beat it. Yes. That's what I love. That's what I freaking love is you. Okay. So you have that date in mind approximately. And remember, there's so many factors involved, but I want whoever's listening that is dealing with this, you're going to beat this and how long you're going to beat it for. So have a way longer date. That's what she said. Then, um, was that inappropriate? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. I am so sorry. We're talking about something so serious right now, Darren. That's what she said. Jokes are serious. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so I, that's what I love is that you don't have that date in your mind as like, when is this going to kill me? Because I do know, I do know of somebody who did ask that and, and that's kind of the date that it happened. And so get rid of that. Like, even if you think like you've got 18 months, get rid of that. Okay. Maybe, you know, and it is, and it is reality. So it is good to know, you know, I had actually a lot of people since our last episode, it got kind of deep. We shared like when we did actually have this conversation about how long he has and what's going to happen. And I had a lot of people message me on Instagram telling me that, Thank you for sharing that. I've had tears and I'm so sad because I wanted to have that conversation. We never did. And we got to the point where it was too late. Or I had people say to me, thank you so much for sharing that because I know it's time to have this conversation. Don't you think that was the like the single most amazing discussion that you and I have ever had? Yes. I mean, it was emotional. It was, um, it was fun. We were drinking wine. It, I'm not saying it was 
all fun. Yeah. Okay. But um, it the was communication, it, it was, it, it yeah, was powerful. powerful. It's not, it wasn't like, it, it's, it's really hard to explain. And unless you're in it, you won't understand. It's like this closeness that you'll never experience with anybody else. Right. It's kind of crazy. But I mean, we won't keep you guys too long, but we just wanted to share like, number one, prognosis is not everything, even though it t- says you have 18 months or three years or five years or whatever that is, exceed it, know it, exceed it. And then also know you need to trust your gut and you need to know that doctors aren't always right. Yes, they are right uh, the majority of the time and doctors rule and they have done so much for us, but they're not always right. And and if you in your gut know that something's not right, you need to listen to right. your gut, Yeah. right? Because what would happen? Like, let's just say, Darren, let's say, because I was all elated and excited when the doctor said there was no change after his that MRI. And, and I think normally some people would just trust that and think, well, maybe I'm just having seizures now because of this. If we had let that go, that, I mean, brain tumors are crazy. They have a life of their own. And if it would have gone even further and deeper and throughout his brain, who knows what would have happened. Right, exactly. But because Darren listened to his body and didn't take that and was like, no, this is not right. Yeah. You know, uh, before I forget this, there is one um, thing that I have done, uh, you know, in the last two surgeries Mm -hmm. is I set like mini goals. So this time um, I want to exceed the prognosis by uh, two years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Once that two years is up, then I am going to extend it by three years. Mm. So that's kind of... You're going to add on a year each time. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of my my plan because it seems to me that the further out you get, the less chance it's going to come back. Then now that's brain cancer, right? But there there are statistically cases where it's never came back for brain cancer for brain uh, with uh, a glioblastoma. Yeah, there are. uh, There's somebody that um, I was talking to that had lived or is still living 10 years after wow. diagnosed. That's amazing. I know. Did they live in this country? Yes. Wow. That's amazing. I, I did. I was actually speaking with somebody too, who does not live in this country and they went to Switzerland and uh, the- I'll go to Switzerland. I know the treatment they got was crazy. And a lot of it's like IV therapy and a lot of other things that we actually do. We do a lot of we take a lot of holistic approaches to this as well. Yeah. Um, when I said that uh, I'd go to Switzerland because I want to snowboard, but I forgot I can't snowboard anymore. Dang it. They Are won't you sure let you me. can't? No. They, Dr. Sherman said absolutely not. <laughs> well, First of all, I'm not as coordinated as I used to be. Well, yeah, because your joking. right leg would be a huge problem. Right. Um, and I don't even think skiing... I don't think I'd be good at that either. I, I can't even. I, you should see me trying to throw a baseball with my son. So anyway, we'll talk. We won't talk about that right now. Yeah, but. and that is sad about snowboarding because Darren, we would go on these uh, trips with our friends, group of friends, and it was so funny. One year, it was a couples trip, and we went to Park City, and my girlfriend Shalene Johnson. I'm sure you all know her, but she 
I don't snowboard. Like when they're all snowboarding, I'm like going to get a massage or I'm going to the gym. Like <laughs> That's so wimpy. I know, but I'm like, we can only have one brain injury in the household. Okay. Right. I'm not taking the risk. But so Darren, it was like the day before Valentine's Day. So she, I don't know if you know Shalene, but Shalene can talk anybody into anything. Right. And so she talked to Darren into doing a video for me while he was snowboarding to the song, Let's get it on. Yeah, and I ended up uh, snowboarding down the hill with my shirt off. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> In fact, if people, we got it, we have to get that out there. Oh, this is a podcast, though. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, we'll like, shit, yeah. We'll but anyway, shit. I don't even know where that video is. Oh, we'll find it. Yeah. But it is, it is so funny. I <laughs> was dying. I mean, like doing push-ups. Like she had posing. Doing, pose. It was so funny. Like I was crying. So I was anyway. grinding on a tree. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best that was like like gosh like maybe six or seven years ago that was forever ago but such a cool thing yeah so, all right we'll end it there we ended it we're ending it on a light note yes we are but thank you so much for listening please subscribe share this with other loved ones that are going through cancer i mean i swear I, if you know somebody that's not going through cancer or has been touched by it or a family member i would be surprised So we would so appreciate you helping us get this out there. We have a book that we are working on and we are so excited about it. And I know it's going to help so many people. So we're just trying to get our voices out there to get our book in the hands. Actually, it's going to be an audible. So one that you can listen to. Eventually, it'll be a book. But yeah. I know. I'm excited about it because I'm uh, trying to, I, I, I can't write. So I voice text everything and He's I'm pretty funny. It. He's doing amazing. I'm pretty funny. I'm like, you can't make it that funny. It's supposed to be about cancer. I can make it as funny as I want. <laughs> You're not my boss, boss. I, I know. So okay. again, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all the love and support. We will see you next time. Peace and love. We out.